Hello. 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 I'm sorry. I guess I dialed the wrong number. You like scary movies? Uh huh. Hey all, welcome to the second episode of Pot of the Damned Double Feature. Now, you may notice that we're just driving straight on in with this episode. There's no kind of introduction. You're getting it from me, Dean, here now. And that's because we had a plan to record one episode this year. And of course, in us fashion, we spoke for over two hours. And I've edited it all down and made it a little bit sorted and cleaner. But basically, rather than giving you a two hour podcast, we thought let's do a double whammy just before Halloween. We had so much fun recording this and it really is giving us that kick up the bum to give you more Pot of the Damn content because we love doing it and we love that you all enjoy it. So if you haven't listened to episode one yet of Pot of the Damn Double Feature, do that. It came out yesterday and then, well, whatever day you're listening, it came out the day before. Uh, and then dive on in to episode number two, which is right now. So enjoy Pot of the Damned double feature. Everything all right over there, my friend? I'm not much of a bathroom talker. You're not in the least bit curious as to what I have to say. I'm just not in the conversations with random dudes hiding out in bathroom stalls. Gross! The worst smile I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh my god, it's you! Oh my god, 12 years? You remember me, right? Yeah. I just can't picture myself without her. I was thinking about you the other day, and, and now here you are. You should come to my hen's weekend. Die. Well, while we're still on shutter. Can, can I jump or is there more in? No, no, yeah. jump, yeah. No, please. Okay, so one short film I have watched on Shutter, I uh, watched last night, in fact, is Glorious. We've all watched this. <laughs> this is great. Yay! And, I, I mean, Ryan Quanton and a glory hole, it's the perfect film made for me. <laughs> Two of my favourite things. <laughs> and uh, I'm very excited uh, I to talk about it. I loved it. Shori, why don't you hit us with the IMDb? <laughs> So after a breakup, Wes ends up at a remote. West, I was going to say West Stop. Wes ends up at a West Stop, but no, it's Wes ends up at a remote rest stop. He finds himself locked inside the bathroom with a mysterious figure speaking from an adjacent stall. This is being, you know, making it family friendly because it's a glory hole. Soon, Wes realizes he's involved in a situation more terrible than he could imagine. Um, yeah, this movie rules. <laughs> this was fantastic. I think it's brilliant in two ways. One, nothing about the visual that sits on Shutter still tells me what this film is about. Yep. They honestly make me feel like they created a visual for the poster that makes me think I'm going to be watching some Evil Dead type remake situation, mm. which is really smart. The preview as well does the exact same thing where they take away all of the, they really make it some like it's there's, a serial killer or a monster in a glory hole and that's just it and what i loved about it is the film the the tone of the film like even though obviously and that's a marketing thing the poster and the and the preview are nothing like the tone of the film from the start and you do not care it's, yeah, yeah. it's great which is this perfect way of flipping it with the twist that they do at the end that i thought mm. was really brilliant like it, it it's great that they were able to create because i mean i know it's a short film but it didn't feel like it you know, 70, like the, 79 minutes long. Yeah, the axe worked really well within yeah. each part of it to, to bleed away every little element and every little part to make us feel different bits and tones and then still take us to where we were. I thought it was fantastic. Hmm. And I have to say, when you mentioned um, uh, thinking you were going to go into an Evil Dead remake, um, the the uh, the demigod on the other side of the stool is actually... Uh, from Lovecraft's original writing. Mm, really? He's actually the, a, a god that is the the first son of Cthulhu. So this it, it is actually a reference to that, like that original kind of Lovecraftian writing. Apparently even the colour palette is the same colour palette used in um, The Colour Out of Space and another movie that references Lovecraftian features. Yeah. So that pinky, so, pinky sort of purpley colour. Yeah. pinky purpley, yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. Who was the voice of that god? Like that was, they... that was J. Jonah Jameson himself. Yeah, J.K. Serious? Simmons. Yeah, wow. that's J.K. Simmons. Oh. Yeah. So good. Like, I mean, of course, it's him. So good. But it was brilliant <laughs> the way yeah. he he spoke it and did it. And it's so matter of fact. And even yeah. as the, the tension rose, 
you know, he still was like, this is just what's meant to be or else it's not like there are, but, but the, the flip at the end where we're not meant to be is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, I quite, I actually quite liked how, um, just how dark that was so yeah. fucking nihilistic yeah. just like yeah. it, it just you need to accept that we're both just forces of destruction and we're yeah. not meant to be and it's, it's like shit like that's horrible you that's that's it's morbid. and it, but it's morbid but it was done mm. in such a it, it could have been pushed a little bit more and it still would have been fine but there's the, the there's an amazing use of withdrawn tension in this film so when mm. they elevate it up they elevate it up like it's like boom and then they drag it back yeah. really quickly and it's this amazing use of tempo that when you you think that you've got nearly if it's what so you said 72 minutes 79 yeah. 79 okay so 70 minutes are just the, uh, um, I mean, and I'm, a sh- I'm two characters in a room. Yeah, mm. and yep. and yeah. my and it didn't sway my attention ever. Yeah, no. and you, I mean, amazing. you've got to love a good like single location horror movie, like yeah. where yeah. you know, because oh, that's yeah. that's hard to pull off. It's hard to create 100%. something that's going to be interesting and engaging throughout, especially when so much of it is dialogue. So yeah. much of it is just dialogue. But this, I think, this really worked. Um, I wanted to ask you something, Dean. I because I had mixed feelings about the way. Am this... I going to start talking about glory holes? Is that yes. what's going to happen? Is this going to be cruising all over again? Yes. They're not no. normally that large. Will no, be no. the first thing I say. No, no, no. It wasn't. Speak for no, yourself, no, no, nothing. God, I have nothing to say on this. I mean, the bit where he puts his penis in the glory hole. It's like, <laughs> what, what are you what doing? Are you doing? Why? What are you doing? Why? You and you're, do you still... think your little dick could be able to save the universe? That was the And it was like I'm just clapping at the TV, going. I mean, I, I knew it was going to happen and I knew that was going to be the response, but the, the comedy and tone, it's glorious. Mm. Yep. Well, what I, what I wanted to ask, okay, so because we went into this film thinking we were going to be watching some kind of quite heavy, like psychosexual kind of potentially very sadistic film because of, you know, the trailer, the whole reference to the glory hole. And so I was like, okay, like really preparing myself. And then as you've said, you go in and it's actually not that at all. And it's something completely different. And I can't figure out whether it feels a bit cheap that they kind of did that. And did did they use that as a way to kind of lure people into the film or, and this is what I wanted to get your perspective on Dean, do you feel like the whole um, glory hole, uh, you know, part of the film, did you feel like that was some kind of like a metaphor or commentary on, on something to do with like um, gay male culture or was this really just, they just kind of, they saw a funny reference and they were like, this is kind of funny and misleading, let's do it. You know what's funny? I didn't think it was funny or misleading. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, yeah, sorry, I did think it was funny, but I didn't think it was done in that way. Like, mm. I just, I think it was just smart script writing. Like, okay. from the start, we know we're going to watch a conversation that a guy's going to have with something in a glory hole. Cool. Mm. That's an easy little setup that can get people's attention. And and imagine pitching it. They're like, mm. what? A God in a glory hole. You've already medically got people's attention, but it was yep. about everything else. And because of the way in which they construct it, I just think it's really good script writing, honestly. Yep. Like it gives the elements for people, like anyone promoting this show, this movie, could have done it easily without giving anything away. And mm. that's the the make of something very good within horror. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. a lot of, a, it's a hard thing to do. And a lot of, publication companies like a lot of them that they they over miss the mark this was smart it was simple it was effective and why shouldn't let, let's look at what horror honestly is like it's always playing with that tone of sexual and mm, pulling it mm. so it's taking the elements that already exist and using them in this movie but in no way using them in the way that you expect which mm. i think the movie did very well of doing i i i what i love that this could have easily just been like and, and it got some attention in queer Mm-hmm. Um, media with it's Ryan Corton in a glory hole, but ninety percent of the attention I saw about this film had nothing to do with that online. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. about what a great film it was, and yeah. that's that's what's great. Like you've got the elements, you can give them the pick, but I just think it was smart and cool. And yeah. and when when you think about it, if you had to tell the same story but create a bit more of a reason of why the character came here, and I'm tra- I looked at it like I look at many of um many of St- Stephen Moffat's Doctor Who episodes. Like you take these quirky things that create this odd odd situation and tell your broader story. Mm. 
And and the odd situation is where you're like, mm-hmm. what, huh? And while you're looking at that, this is what's really going on. And yeah. then when you get to there, actually, there's yeah. this over here that's revealed in one sentence. Oh, and yeah, there's over there. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, it was an, a movie that was just, you know, that when you see people on the street with the cups, like where's the where's mm-hmm. the money? Mm-hmm. It was that, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I hadn't sort of thought of it that way. That I guess part of the movie being giving you something unexpected based on based on the premise and what little you knew about it is kind of what makes it great. Is that yeah. okay? This mm. this is a this is a setting that exists in reality. That you know. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I will say glory holes are not that large in real life. They're more people looking through and then getting into a store. On television movies, I constantly see them as these really big holes where a person sticks their dick through. They're absolutely not, and they're never that cleanly round. Like it's a danger to put your dick in one of them. It's a danger. Splinters. At splinters, thanks, sharp thanks edges, tip. like just just putting yeah. it in. And also, no one should have a hole that large in a toilet wall. It's just a bit too much. Okay, so that, that that's where it like the um that was the only thing I've, ne- was, I've never seen a glory hole. Was I've like never seen a glory hole right. that large, and I've seen many a glory hole. That's all. Mm-hmm. But maybe I haven't seen American ones, and maybe it could all be different. I don't know. Do you know what? I have to say, I do find a similar thing in like horror or sci-fi or any kind of film where you've got to like suspend disbelief. It's the little things that are grounded in reality <laughs> that aren't realistic. They kill it for me. I mean, like, it didn't in any way, shape or form kill it no, for no, me. No, I'm no, used no, to, I'm used but, to it always seeing that way. But can I ask an interesting question? The individual who was at the, never the, seen a glory at the start of oh, the film, sorry. the individual who was <laughs> out the front of the toilet, the woman, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they were a woman. Uh, yes. Do we have any idea, like, she obviously knew what was going to happen and knew the situation. Was she a guardian or something? How you know, do you... Which woman? There's a woman right at the film, start. I, there's a woman I sort the of took beginning. it as... Oh, that, shit, that's right. I sort of took it as maybe she'd already been in there. Like, her and her... Like, that the, the monster covered both the men's and women's bathrooms and so like she'd been in there and was rejected as not suitable no, i don't know I, oh really i absolutely didn't take it that way if anything i saw it as a, a guardian or a friend or one of the the other like it was like what the time is now okay i can step away kind of thing that's how i saw mm-hmm. it because yeah. she obviously knew what was going on but yeah i'm gonna have to actually yeah. just re-watch the start of the film because now that you're saying it i remember watching that interaction and thinking there was something important about it but I can't, it's been a while since I've watched this film and I can't remember exactly what was said between the two. Mm-hmm. I don't so know if it was to... important, but it was there. And and, and it was having mm. a knowledge of what was to come. And maybe they're like the the guardian at the gate going, waiting for the right person to step through. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But no, yeah, really mm. enjoyable film. We, we are living in, we're talking about how good film has been this year horror especially has been this year but we are living in a bit of a glory age of independent horror too um yeah like this mm. is this is an indie horror this is a low budget horror movie and mm. some of the low budget horror movies we have been getting not just this year but probably the last 10 years we're living in a really good time for indie horror. i mean it's i think fantastic. it's also i think this is the beauty and the joy of streaming streaming has changed yeah not just how we consume things, but how things are picked up and how mm. stories like this could be. This would never have been made into a big film and mm. it would have only even gotten funding for a very short film. But they were able, yeah. like stre- streaming has changed the landscape in the best possible way. Mm. Yeah, people Absolutely. are more willing to take a risk on a small budget film, on a, on a, a film that probably won't get sold at a big studio, but it has a, a good enough script that someone's going to take a chance it's, on it. It is screwing over. Like as much as we remember there was that whole media went wild, mainstream media went wild for Matt Damon while eating hot wings on that YouTube show, talking about how, you know, like the movie industry is completely screwed now because of streaming and how it will never have films like we had before. And I look at it and go, great. Like mm. what yeah. we have now is <laughs> is more diversity, is more effort yep. into, you know, diverse storytelling, things not having yeah. to be in this certain mode. And while that absolutely has made things harder in certain ways, I'm mm. it, it, it's it's there's always been a monopoly that Hollywood and television have had and it's nice to see them going well you're in a swing sink or swim space now so Mm. welcome you know like work for your work yeah I think when you see someone getting um really kind of shirty and resentful about change in an industry it's usually an indication that somebody has lost power and I think oh 100% but when you think about what when you think about what I mean it's always a man 
But when you think about what that was, like, I I do feel bad because I feel like for years, mm. you know, these individuals, and not, they've spent decades of their lives having to conform to fit within a mould that no, they, they don't need to fit in anymore. Mm. But now the only way they can keep doing what they want to do is to step back mm. in other ways. Like, it's really, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, that the reality of Hollywood and anyone that's made it is the sacrifices they've had to make and the things they've had to work within and do have been really crazy. Mm. And and now we're in a space where, yeah, like it's it's it, I use Yellow Jackets as an example, brilliant series. If you haven't watched it, you have to. Um, and it's interesting hearing the actresses playing the older characters talking about like the fact that they're working with these younger actors who, even though they're never going to be in the same scenes together, seeing their they all have these conversations together because they're like the older actresses are like seeing these women be able to young women be able to step into a space and say no I'm not going to do that like they didn't have any of that power when they were young and the same age they had to do the things and it's like there was one scene apparently where someone had to be naked and they it was a whole there was there was an intimacy person and all this different stuff but it was also like how do we make you feel comfortable and still achieve it well when they were young they just had to get naked on set yep. so this space for the giving the right power and right respect for the artists to be able to do their craft is amazing mm. and of course there's going to be resentment from I'm sure we've tangented but <laughs> resentment from people <laughs> who have had to do nothing but make sacrifices yeah and 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 now sit within a space where their sacrifices don't give them the respect that they feel that they've had to work to it and I, I I completely get that like I can imagine the feeling of resentment that that you would have if you were in that position I think what bothers me is when and it's, it's and entitlement you, as well well it's entitlement and it's also this kind of attitude that I think sometimes older generations or just the older guard of an industry or a scene or whatever it is almost have this attitude of like well we, because we suffered you should have to suffer as well mm-hmm. and it's like it's 100%. not like we can kind of we can create a space where we can both acknowledge how shitty it is that you had to suffer and then also let's keep building a space where people don't have to suffer in that industry anymore. Let's like have that because I think the reality is with any kind of like toxic, uh, you know, industry or relationship or environment, there's going to be a point where someone's got to break the cycle and there's always going to be that point where there are people that are a bit shitty because everything they had to do, suddenly everything changes and it's like, you know, and it's just... It's it's just the shitty reality of yeah, change. and and the toxicity is right through the entertainment industry, no matter where you <laughs> are, and you've just got to find your way to either wade through the waters or do it, and if you don't like it, step away or find a space that works better for you. But yeah, yeah, I'm super glad that I don't have any talent to work in the entertainment industry. <laughs> I mean, aside from from speaking on podcasts, but um, yeah, I don't think I I don't think I have the resilience to deal to deal with what it requires. Um, so we, we, I don't know whether we want to like keep chatting, like, well, Dean, you haven't even talked about, so, okay, sorry. I've just tried to start saying three things at once. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm putting in a mind that I'm more than happy to make this two podcasts because we've got another movie we want to talk about and then we can do TV in the second one. And well, I have another of... two movies that I want to talk about. Then let's do it. Let's yeah, do maybe it. Maybe crossover I, with I, I have stories. one yeah, There's what? no harm yeah. in having a lot, and I either make one big podcast uh, so we can have like big ones, or too short. It's not a it's not a stress. So let's keep rolling. Well, Shuri, what is your one more? Because I feel like it might be the same as mine. Well, I was going to segue into that. Uh, speaking of movies that probably had an int- intimacy coordinator, um, ah, I want to yes. talk about X. Yes, X is my favorite horror movie of the year <gasps> that I've seen so far. It's we're what Fair October, enough. so there's still a couple more months, but. Um, at the moment, this is my favorite movie of the year, and I, I will be honest. Ty West is a filmmaker that is very polarizing for me. I I watched The House of the Devil that was by him, and I really liked it. And I watched The Innkeepers, and I couldn't remember being so bored in a film before. So I came into this with very lukewarm expectations. Mm. Um, I was very you know up and down. Like House of the Devil is a really fun movie. It's a really has a really creepy vibe to it. Um, but The Innkeepers is pretty much 90 minutes of someone sitting in a desk at a hotel talking shit and then a last-minute scare at the end. Mm. Um, so, but I'll give it, I'll go through the uh, IMDb for X. Uh, 
1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. And this one, this had vibes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This had, it's just a, it's a phenomenal film. It is so well made. And And it it actually felt like a bit of a, a, I I think like a homage to Texas Chainsaw. Like it was a, it was a love letter to, Mm. you know, slasher films that with that kind of premise, you know, the group of, the group of attractive young people go out to like rural or country, you know, area somewhere and, they want to go stay or just like have a good time and shit, yep. you know, gets shit hits the fan. Yeah. 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 And and it's got that grindhouse feel without being a grindhouse sort of movie. And it's yes, it's violent, but it's not exploitive. Um, mm. and even the, you know, there's a lot of sex and nudity in it, but it's not exploitive. It's actually we're making an adult film, but it's you know, it's very it sounds stupid, but for like a 70s, what would have been a 70s porn film, it's really, you know, it looks really well shot and really well made. It's not. Absolutely. Just, you know, I mean, let's I get some friends if, together and have some all, sex. If all that stuff already sits within the premise, it's probably a smart thing. So they get to keep moving the storyline along rather than let it sitting in that atypical titties, boom, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. They've uh, already got you with the premise. It. So, yeah. And it's not played for, hey, check out the rack on this chick. It's more mm. played for, like, it's, it's very, I think we talked about it a little bit. And when I, I think after you'd seen it and you was, you, you said you were surprised by what it actually, turned out to be i think we we're talking about and it has a bit of a like even the, the porn they're shooting is a bit more it's not um does it have a storyline ma- would it go would it male exist in my cupboard going for it it's, sorry uh, would it exist in my cupboard like it's you know what i mean no no i don't think so there's too many women in it <laughs> well i mean i have buy porn that's fine <laughs> it's uh yeah the, the porn look i can't remember whether the the porno itself, like that they're shooting, whether it, it is, you know, what I would think of as, um, you know, uh, progressive porn, but like the manner in which they were shooting the porn, like the production behind mm. the scenes of the porno was very, was was very kind of progressive. And, yeah. you know, like- Especially I from was, movie set 1979. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, that's deliberate. Like by the time you get to the-, the it, middle towards the end of the movie you realize that this is not like your typical in terms of the way this film deals with um uh i guess gender relations um and the way we're used to seeing that play out in a slasher film this film is Mm. not what you think it's going to be Um, not at all and i i think i got i think i actually messaged you after i finished it and i was like that was a fucking feminist slasher movie like (laughs) i did not i did didn't realize that's what I was about to watch, and sure as heck didn't expect that when I was like, "Oh, no. a slasher film about a '70s porno set in like, yep. <laughs> you know, a yep. cabin in the woods." I'm like, "This is going to be, you know, just like a, a slasher," but it is like a great slasher. But yes. it's like, it's also like even right from the start, the fact that like the one girl who is clearly set up as what you would typically think as the final girl she's like the girl who's less feminine as the others she's like behind she's not in the porno she's behind the scenes she's yep. like part of the crew and she's doing seems a lot younger than everybody else as well yeah and she's a bit more yeah. boyish kind of girl yeah. next door she at one point turns around and just goes i want to be in the porno and i was like oh you what like okay <laughs> this i was like okay, I'm here for this. This film is doing something very different. Mm. Like the the who you would think of as the final girl is suddenly like, I want to have sex on film. Yep. I want to be penetrated. And I'm like, well, and and she she does, right? She is actually. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's eventually in it. And from that moment, I was like, okay, there are no virgins here. So, yeah. and there yep. there is no, like each of these women are actually like are actually three-dimensional like mm. they're actually quite complex even to the point that 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 you know um uh you know what we would think of as the final girl has this like argument with her boyfriend who is trying to be like uh he's clearly really insecure and uncomfortable about the idea of her being in the porno and she's like what so you're fine with like other girls being in the porno like and you think that this this is a respectful profession and he's like no I do I do and she's like well why can't I be in the porno he's like and it's just everything about it I'm like oh this is really like 
this is really yeah. interesting. I love the it. backpedaling that man does while he's talking to her is in it's it's exquisite backpedaling. My God. <laughs> yeah, and I I think I was watching it with I can't remember who I was watching it with. But there was a moment when he starts to like go off and he cracks the shits about her being in a porno. They have a fight about it and he storms out. And I just turned to the person I, I was watching it with and I was like well he's fucked it now like she's gonna she's gonna go have sex no matter what now like if she was on the fence she's not on the fence anymore because (laughs) you've just made her feel like you want to control her and her body she's gonna go fuck everyone now and and she does not everyone but she does go and and fuck people um it's almost like it was you know if he'd stuck around it's like you've pissed her off so much she's gonna make eye contact with you the whole time while exactly Um, you're you're gonna hate every minute of this now i'm excited to watch this meet this character like this excites me oh every cat but every character is they're all characters there's there's no one in the movie where you go oh yeah oh yeah but yeah they're all you know there's um oh what's the i gotta find the thing again the um even kid cuddy the rapper is great in it he like everyone mia goth is phenomenal in this movie she's she's a star I, i haven't seen her in anything else before this and she is an mm. absolute star in the making. She's incredible. And, mm. um, you know, as pro- people probably know that there is Pearl is coming out. I think it's already out in the States. It's not out here yet, which is a prequel. And then they've also made a sequel as well. Oh, have they? I didn't yeah. know about the sequel. It's called Maxine with three X's. Um, but it's like, there's just something about this movie where, like I was saying, I went in with very, sort of moderate lo- uh, expectations and, it blew me away and the but when the violence happens it's very it's violent like it's really extreme but in a not as in a exploitive way it's like a this is actually realistic if something if this is going to happen if someone's getting stabbed like that this is how it's going to look and it comes out of not comes out of nowhere because you, you're in a horror movie you know what you're going to get but it's very oh shit when it happens and then and then it just from that moment it is just on that yeah. the last sort of maybe 40 minutes of the movie is just violence. And there's, you know, there's a, there's a scene in the middle there um, involving the couple that live in the house, which I don't think I'll mm-hmm. be able to not see. Every mm-hmm. <laughs> that was okay. That was I'm excited. Um, yeah. And I, I have to say, I really, I really liked that. Um, I, I was so surprised by the subtext of this film when it was, when we, we, we slowly start to realize um spoilers thing massive apologies it's fine it's fine it's fine but when we slowly start to realize that um so there is an elderly couple that lives near the cabin that they rent out and and they're they're kind of set up right from the start of the movie as um oh shit what's the family's name in texas chainsaw the sawyer they're they're almost set up as if they're like like the sawyer family there's this you know Elderly, elderly couple, married couple, and the the old man kind of reference makes reference a couple of times to his um his wife who's like not well and she's she's kind of mm. not all quite there and 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 whatnot. Um, we we realise partway through the film that this this older woman evidently used to be in her youth, you know, extremely attractive mm-hmm. and you know felt like she was desirable and she is mourning the loss of that um desirability and she's mm. and she's mourning what she has become and how as a as a woman who has grown out of her you know let's let's be honest her fuckability in the eyes yeah. of of the world yeah. she's mourning the fact that she's well, she's invisible now to the world and like yep. that fucking hits home as oh, like a woman time. watching this and especially when you you juxtapose it with these kids who are young and beautiful and sexy and perfect skin and hair and all that kind of thing um making a porno this is you know an industry that absolutely like zeroes in yeah. on and exploits that kind of uh that kind of aspect of you know femininity in mm-hmm. in our society um it's i was like oh wow that's this is a really unexpected and powerful um commentary to the point that you you know you've got scenes where this older lady is kind of like kind of creepily like hiding outside the window and watching them shoot the porno and imagining herself in the woman's place and she's she's always like trying to um you know uh she's trying to 
um, cajole her her partner into yeah. into having sex because she doesn't feel desirable anymore, and he's always really scared that he's going to hurt her or hurt himself because they're both no, very he, old he, and frail. Yeah, he says he goes, oh, you know what the doctor said? It could kill me. Like if yes. if, oh, wow. if we did, it, yeah, he's real. And like, there's a mm. scene where he you can tell he wants to, but he's mm. even, even he's going. If I do this, you know, I might have a heart attack and die. And he's sort of, mm. and he's very apologetic. He's not, he's not like to her, you're a stupid woman, right? He's actually like, yeah, I, mm. I can't. I'm so sorry. I'm, I can't. I mm. will die. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's heart wrenching for both of them. Mm. Wow. And it's, and I, th- I think, you know, again, you know, this is kind of a spoiler, but I think the fact that we actually see a sex scene between the, 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 the two elderly people was so powerful that, like, mm. as an audience, you're forced to stop and think about the way we think about bodies and sex and desirability and femininity and and, and masculinity and we think of it as being like wait that was the old that... couple i thought it was just a couple of elephant skin rugs hey you're terrible muriel <laughs> that's a, a future armor joke <sighs> I, I had to get it out there <laughs> no that's fair um but it is it is kind of grotesque and it you know, forces you to think about the way we think about sex and desirability. I love and, this. Yeah, yeah, that it's only something I, that younger people get to experience, which is inherently unfair. And, you know, we dehumanise elderly mm-hmm. people and and we don't think of them as thinking, feeling, you know, oh. desiring humans. Um, oh, what is it? Nursing nursing homes and places like that have the most STDs in anywhere else. The high, the world. There's such a high rate of STIs in nursing <laughs> yeah. homes because Let's they're it, having. Em, it, you it, not know it, this, Em? No. Yeah, this is. Oh, a yeah. Fact. The rate the rate of STIs in in nursing homes is very large because they're just having sex and wow. no one's using protection yeah. and yeah and and you know like get on just, it. it yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You know. <laughs> yeah. and, so yeah, there's no Amazing. risk of pregnancy, so no one's worrying well, about condoms. I was very glad I saw this at home. I watched this at home on Same. on my TV, and I was I was glad I did because I think watching it in a cinema with people who were expecting like oh, a Friday the Thirteenth so type slasher, mm. when there's certain scenes in it where they would have people would have laughed, and the, the sex scene wouldn't have had the impact it had with I people agree. going, oh, "Look at the old people fucking." <laughs> exactly. You know, like and isn't that the worst when you go to the movies to see something and you're with an audience that's like, you know, you've got teenagers in the audience or whatever, mm-hmm. and you've got just a bunch of fuckboys in there, and you can tell they don't. <laughs> they, 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 it's not. Uh, well, either they don't get it or they do get it, but they're a little bit too immature to just sit mm-hmm. with that feeling, and they need to find- laugh. Do you find since coming out of lockdowns, the two years of lockdowns, that people are talking a lot in films yeah. in cinemas lately? Hundred percent. And I'm like, what mm. the fuck? If I come to a cinema, I have, I went, I went to see the WTF shorts for um, the Melbourne International Film Festival. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And I went with a friend who I absolutely want to see like horror films or thing again with. He has no choice but to be. He he gets so excited, like he screams really loudly like and so his reaction well I would be like he'll be like oh like really <laughs> loudly in the cinema and I, he can't control himself he's so into it and so excited that's fine but I mean people yeah. having full-on conversations during a film or being on their what phones the hell is going on yeah, yeah. like I mean can, the I, hell? I, I, I can I give have, you a tip yeah. someone who used to work in a cinema the best time to go to the movies is Wednesday morning Really? Go on a Wednesday morning. To I know. The I, I'm, just saying, I I'm just saying that. Yeah, but if if you don't go <laughs> on you Tuesday, wait for the rest of us. Hey, I can see Halloween before everyone... the two of you because it opens on a Wednesday, and I I'm seeing it Wednesday night. No, but no, I can no. see it Wednesday yep. morning. No, but there are no Wednesday morning streams. There are no Wednesday mornings. Boo! It's, it's Wednesday night. Um, okay. No, but okay, it's fine. Tuesday is when mm-hmm. all the tight ass Tuesday people go. Yeah. Thursday is when the new movies come out. Mm. most people will have seen whatever they want to see by Wednesday. They'll go on the weekend okay. or they'll go mm. on Tuesday. Mm. Wednesday mornings is the best time to go to the movies because there are a lot less people around. Well, thank you for that useless piece there of advice, Shory. <laughs> if I ever have a Wednesday, Shift I'll, work I'll for like, life, baby. what do I need to see? <laughs> um, no, I, I was going to say, I was going to ask you two what you think about this, but I think this is the wrong audience because I was going to say, I don't know whether people are getting worse or whether it's just that I'm getting old, but you're both no, getting old the, as well. So I think we're all biased. No, no, no. Listen, we it's, are. It's, There's no that, We are. It. Look, it's true, <laughs> but it is different to when it was before lockdown. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. People. It's people being loud in a cinema is one thing, and the loudness is there a little bit more. I mean, people can compl- they think they're at home. Yeah. I think people give less of a shit now, to be honest. Like, 
And and because we essentially here in Victoria had two years of separation mm. and being apart, like everything needs a re-entry period. And I reckon it'll be about she April, said. April 2023. <laughs> I reckon it will be. Like we need a full year before mm. people learn that kind of etiquette again. I don't think people still have it in a lot of scenarios and a lot of situations. I mean, I, it's true. It, it's, it's, it's not just that we're getting old. It's mm. it's like, and and streaming creates a re-watchableness that yeah. like I, I'm a firm believer in really committing when I'm seeing a film in my house or when I'm seeing a film at a cinema because mm. not just of that experience but streaming has changed how we you can pause when you need to you yeah, can yeah. stop you yeah. know like so you <laughs> want to commit to uh, it, not just any movie which is okay but it absolutely yeah. I mean as the oldest one in the group it's not because we're old okay I mean look, I, I have to I'll let you know I, in three weeks yeah I, I love going to the movies for that reason because I get to be completely immersed in the movie because the environment forces me to be completely immersed yeah. and I love that yeah and so yeah. I hate it when I go to the movies and people are you know we we went to the movies just recently and look we did get a bunch of teenagers in the cinema and we would as soon as we saw them walking in we were like Fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there were a couple in particular that like flat out just having a conversation and I'm just like mm-hmm. the like I am the person that walks down to the seat and goes, could you perhaps shut the fuck up? Uh, I mean, I know that's more disruptive, but I'm like, no, no, someone's got to say something. And I will get up from my seat and walk down. I, I, at first, after lockdown at first, I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. This is adding Mm. to more rudeness. Now I'm like, no, no. Especially when it's, I'm on my phone and I'm going to check something and I'm texting a person and I'm like, I'm like, mate, your phone's shining directly in my eye. How about you turn your fucking phone off? Like I, I am that person now. And maybe that means I'm becoming a grumpy old man, but the reality is I may be the oldest of us but i've achieved the less if we the least if we look at the, what you two have achieved in life so it all works out fine hang on hang on a second family academ- family yeah. academia i'm oh, like no hey, i'm just okay. i'm like about <laughs> go to a kid's movie because oh my not god! Only do the kids okay, not but, give a shit, but, but the parents will sit there on their phones for the whole fucking movie. But we expect, and, and I want to throw shit at people. Movie. Sorry, we expect it with a kids movie. So when I go not to see the a parents, movie, though. oh yeah, I do. They don't want to be there either. Like they have to look after the kids, give them that time. But that's where anything that's like before three o'clock, that's not a like M fifteen plus film. I expect to, the kind of chaos that happens when my nieces and nephew mm. are trying to control the different coloured lights in my apartment. <laughs> like can yeah. we change the color in your lights i'm like if you can figure out the passcode to my iphone they oh, never wow. <laughs> and then they lock oh, iPhone I, because my iphone uncle gene's iphone is not a toy mm. your parents can be a toy but it's not my it's not a yeah. toy no Plus, don't, they'll find the porn i was about to say they don't want to they yeah. don't want to see what's in your iphone no they don't they don't realize it but like Absolutely maybe one not. day they're going to learn a really difficult lesson and oh, they uh, will. when they accidentally break and it still it, won't but, be my fault no, it won't. And it'll, it'll be for their own good. They will exactly. learn a valuable lesson. I, I had a friend at work showing me photos of something and he went swipe too far and I said, now I can never meet your partner. Do you know what? I saw too much. Can I just say, when it comes to... Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm going to say it. When it comes to phone... I, I just had a moment where I realised you're recording something that's going to be released and anyone can listen to it, but whatever. Well, I can always edit it out if you don't want to. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to I'm going to be broad and vague in general. But, like, Brilliant. whenever you, like, have... Uh, I feel like there's etiquette when it comes to looking at pictures on another person's phone. So, 100%. Yes, right? When I'm someone sorry. says, I'm going to show you like this, and they hold out their phone, don't grab the phone no. off them. And nope. scroll exactly. of your own accord. Nope. Yeah, no. Don't touch the screen at all. If they're yeah. holding the screen but, and scrolling for you, don't reach out to. No, 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 no. This no. wasn't me swiping. He was doing, and then he was oh, showing no, no, me no, like four photos, and he went all too far. I'm like, no, that wasn't a dig at you. Um, no, 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 I get it. But also, I was just like, he's bad. Like, create a special folder for that shit. It's I'm not slowly that hard. learning how to do all of that. It's, oh, yeah. Dean. Come on. No, it's a, I have a lot of, <laughs> no, it's it's more the time consuming nature of it. Okay. The, the, it is time know. consuming, but it's important. This is why I never reply to the texts in the group chat, you know, because I'm too he's, busy he's, making he's folders. Putting his porn folders. <laughs> exactly. You're organizing your porn folders. You know I can what? see I'm actually, fuck off. <laughs> I'm actually okay.
okay with it as long as like because I love structure. If you're like creating like files and <laughs> yeah. different folders, I'm like, you go do it, get it done. I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, people do not touch people's phones and start scrolling. No. Like no. I always just my attitude is it's not on me if you're traumatized. Okay, it's not on me. Oh, if 100%. you see something that you yeah. didn't want to see. Yeah, too bad. Spot on. Spot on. Respect my privacy. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. That's that's just a little PSA for everyone out there. Like you brought it upon yourself. Don't not, swipe. Not not my phone specifically. I'm making it sound like I've got like some hardcore porn on there. Sure. Anyone in Let's the world. I mean, that's my phone. If we're being really honest. Anyone yeah. who says they don't have anything like a, a nude, uh, like nudes. Oh, everyone like, has nudes. Everyone's got something on their phone that other yeah. people should see. Not on my see. phone. Not on my phone. Really. I got kids, man. Come yeah. on. Okay. okay. Yeah. No one needs to see that a bit. Okay. No, no. fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Look, I, I, yeah, I don't have kids. Just like <laughs> yeah. some adults just don't understand that you just don't. Yeah, anyway. yeah. exactly. No. Exactly. Okay. exactly. Anyway, do you know so what? what's next in the movie list? Well, this is a good segue because we're talking about film etiquette, right? Ooh. And we went to see a film on Friday and um, look, we thought we were going at a time that wasn't going to be too busy and we were wrong. I guess it was just like at a time when teenagers had not long got out of school for the day and they just mm -hmm. were like, oh, let's just go see this. This looks like fun and spooky. So what was and the we film like, and what time was it? <laughs> um, the film was Smile and it was mm -hmm. 4.20 p.m. Um, and like yeah, everyone we was baked, that's why. We were stupid. We should have thought about this. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Anyway, we didn't. I'm excited to see it. I'm very excited well, to see Smile. I have to say, um, I went in with low expectations because I watched the trailer and I thought, great trailer. I was like, ooh, it looks like spooky and, and jump scary. And I was kind of worried that like, ah, this is going to be really gimmicky. It's going to be just pretty much the trailer over and over and over and over again. Just a bunch of like really clearly telegraphed jump scares. And I'm, in the end, I'm going to be like, ugh, like I'm kind of bored. Did not happen. This film was, was a massive surprise. This film was great. Elora and I both came out of the cinema and we were like, that was a fucking good movie. Okay. Like, we didn't awesome. accept it. So the film, yes, it does have a bunch of jump scares, but they're good. The cinematography in this film is really good. It does that thing that a good horror movie does where they kind of start to build the tension, build the tension with really really expected shots where like, you know, the typical one where someone's opening a fridge and then they close it and there's like mm -hmm. a long dark hallway. You're expecting to see something, there's nothing there. And then you're yeah. like, it's gonna be on the next one. There's still nothing there. They keep yeah. building up the tension, something else. It, it, it gets right to like the precipice and nothing happens. And then everything, everything goes calm and you're back to like a normal scene and you're like, fuck. So the whole film, you're like at this level of tension Ooh. because you never know when the jump scare is going to come because they keep I mean, making I love you think. That. Yeah, it was amazing. They keep making you think it's going to happen. I literally watched parts of the film like this. Like I made a lattice. <laughs> I love when a film makes, awesome. makes me do that. Awesome. Like that's With the my sign fingers, of a great film. And I was looking through it because I was like, it's going to come. It's going to come. I don't know when it's going to be and I don't know what it's going to be. That's a, that's a cupboard title too. Yeah, it's going to come. It's gonna come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you um, want me to do the IMDb rule? Oh, God, yes. Sorry. Yes. Yep. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening, frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Mm. And nice. it, it, there's not as many of the, um, the smile-based jump scares as you would think, which I actually think is great because it's I mean, the trailer lets you think like it's going to be there a lot. Did you exactly. see the marketing? The baseball yeah. marketing. Right. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, so yes, good. Yes. So, for, so for people yeah. who don't know, there's when you're watching a baseball game, it's from the pitcher's perspective across to where the batter is a lot of the time. And sitting directly behind home plate in the crowd were people just smiling, just this creepy mm. smile and not moving. And people were like, what the hell is going on? And it was literally marketing for this movie. And they did it at one of the morning shows in America as well. They stood behind out in the window. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Super clever. So smart. And it's such a great just, uh, and, and really like, really simple but effective 
really mm. simple but effective, recognisable kind of um, image from, from the film. So, uh, you know, a kind of reoccurring motif that they can use for marketing in that way, very clever. Um, and I think that kind of gets you into the film, that gets you wanting to go and see the film. You know, you're like, okay, this looks like it could be gimmicky, but it looks kind of creepy and fun. Um, and we got into it and realised, you know, it kind of slowly builds, but we realised um, gradually throughout the film that this film, uh, a bit like The Babadook, this film mm -hmm. was about a, uh, you know, for lack of a better Is word, some, some kind of supernatural, no, uh, no. Okay. some kind of ghosty supernatural, some, there's something, there's a there's an evil menacing presence, Being there. Um, but it is also a, you know, a, a, um, an allegory for mental health and trauma. Ooh, and it's yep. really, really beautifully done. And like, you really fucking feel it. Like the, the acting is superb. Like you, you, and you really, you feel the tension of the, the horrific, you know, malvolent presence as well as feeling the, the, the horror of living with trauma and the kind of like uh, impact that that has on, on mental health. And they managed to kind of just play these two parts hand in hand really nicely throughout the whole film. Um, and it does, I won't, I actually won't spoil it, but it does something, what I will say is it does something at the end, which I quite like. So you guys remember Ready or Not, the way that yeah. ends. So where good. You, you essentially get both endings. Like you get the ending where it's like, oh, the sun's risen, there was no curse. And they, they you reflect on how, you know, people in positions of, you know, privilege and power essentially always get away with, with whatever, you know, because society is built to kind of support um, support their needs. And then you also, and it kind of sits on that beat for long enough that you get to kind of reflect on that. And then a second later, everyone starts blowing up and you get also the monster horrific ending. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, it was fucking Satan all along. They were Satanists and that was real. <laughs> this, this film does the same thing. You get both endings. Like you get an ending that, that gets you reflecting on the kind of idea of trauma and mental health, but you also get the spooky ending. Okay, and great. We, yeah, we were both just like, well, that was great. That was a great film. So this was a surprise hit for me. And yeah, awesome. I, I recommend it. Try to go at a time when there aren't fucking teenagers in this. I'm film. going tomorrow morning. <laughs> Good one. Yes. Are you really? Uh, 12.20 tomorrow if you want to come. Where? Probably Eastland. Okay, that might happen. Okay, mm. let me know. I'm going to get a haircut in the morning. It, so it all know. depends on how my, if my couch arrives or not. That's what it comes out okay. to. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I, I hope you both enjoy it. Well, no, based off films. of that, I think there's no way I can't. Like, based mm. off of, you, you've... Yeah, yeah, like oh, there was also. I was I, already excited to see it, and you've made it more exciting. So okay, that's for true. for all of the annoying talking that the teenagers did throughout the movie, there was one moment that was really funny and endearing at the same time. And even Elroy afterwards was like, "That was actually really cute." There is a moment in the film um, where you feel like something's going to happen. Um, a character find themselves finds themselves. I'm being as vague as I can. A character finds themselves in a situation where someone says to them, look behind you. And everyone, you heard everyone in the cinema at the same time go, no. And it was just so <laughs> cute. These like little teenagers who've been just, you know, talking and like, blah, 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 like genuinely scared. Like it was this like shared feeling throughout the whole cinema of just like, no, 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 no. Oh, wow. so don't turn around. Do not turn I love around. It. And it was just, it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great awesome. film. So that's that's my that's my hit list so far of twenty twenty two. There's there's probably a bunch that I've missed, but those those are the key ones that I wanted to touch on. Yeah, I just wanted to give a quick just a quick one. I won't go into the movie because it's only just dropped on Shutter. Um, mm -hmm. I saw it at the Melbourne International Film Festival. Oh, I know what you're going to talk. Um, which I also got to see uh, Dario Argento's Inferno on the big screen, which was gorgeous, mm. wow. absolutely beautiful movie. Oh my god! But um, I saw a movie called Sissy. An Australian uh, horror slash slasher thriller, but it's also a comedy. Um, I'll give you the quick IMDb. It's a teen best friends, Cecilia and Emma, after a decade run into each other. Cecilia is invited on Emma, Emma's bachelorette weekend where she gets stuck in a remote cabin with her high school bully with a taste for revenge. Um, 
I don't want to go too much into it because it's definitely a movie you need to see. It's on Shutter. It's just mm. dropped. It's it really makes fun of the wellness uh, influencer culture. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm it, excited now just from that description. Yeah, and I, but then yeah. the 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 violent the gore not so much the violence but the gore is shocking in a good way like it's it, it's the sort of violence where you go oh like when it happens you okay. laugh because you it's yep. good you know? um but it's also it's, a, it's an australian film as well and it's it? i didn't know that i got to see yeah and i got to see it with a q a um with the director afterwards and just hearing him talk about the film and it's it's just a it's a fun little australian low budget horror movie that it it's definitely not what you expect it to be once it gets mm. to a certain point Okay, and once exciting. they there's a, there's something that happens when their children that gets revealed very very slowly along as you're going yeah. along in the film, and the payoff for it is jaw dropping. Yeah, you just okay. go fuck. <laughs> I, was, I was actually thinking of watching this tonight because there's a few that are on Shutter that yep. I haven't watched yet, and I want to. And I've been wanting to watch this since the trailer came out, so it's there. I and I it's kind good. of has yeah. Shuri enticed you to watch it tonight, Em? Um, I'm excited. I think I was actually already planning on watching it, but like this Shory's like description of it makes me kind of, mm-hmm. it's set in stone. Like, look, yeah. I have to admit, I, I do need to finish season four of The Sopranos because I've got like two episodes <laughs> left. And... I think you've got a bit of time on that one. I think you'll be right. <laughs> I know. No, wait, wait, wait. No, explain the <laughs> reason, Em, because the reason is well, really, Because I'm, I'm so close to the end of the, the season. Like you can't mm-hmm. get to like two episodes left. Wait, I was going to say the reason why, okay. So Em explained to me, me to this yesterday at, at her birthday. Um, in one of the episodes of She-Hulk, there's s- oh, Sopranos. Yes. There's spoilers of the uh, Sopranos in one of the episodes, right? And it's mentioned just twice. And Elroy was watching it and was like, okay, Em can't watch this episode until she's finished watching <laughs> The Sopranos. Yes. And now so we need Em to get through The Sopranos no. so she Em can yep. also finish She-Hulk, which was had a brilliant season finale. And I don't have, honestly, it's only six seasons long and I'm about to finish season four. Yeah. So, and okay. I've been You'll powering be through it. If anyone hasn't watched The Sopranos, fuck, it's great. I understand yeah. why I got all great. those awards. It's so yeah. great. So I'm going to, but don't worry, I've got time for both. I'm going to finish yeah. season four of Sopranos and then I'm going to watch Sissy. Yeah. Um, it's, I have to say, like hearing any film that, that attempts to uh, look at kind of Gen Z influencer internet social media kind of culture and does it really well i'm there for it because there are so many films that do it really poorly and when they do it well it's just like not it's 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 just a joy there's a scene they're all sitting around the table at the bachelorette weekend away and there's a scene where they're sort of talking about stuff and and one of them goes well i've got you know ten thousand followers on instagram and blah and the girl who is cecilia Mm. is sitting there going and someone goes, oh, how many have you got? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And someone looks up and she goes, fucking hell, you've got 200,000 followers. And they all get really mm-hmm. jealous. And it's, it's just, it's a comedy as well. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's very, it's not silly. It's very, very smart comedy. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I love a good, you know, we, we talked about the loved ones, which we all loved, yes. but was very uncomfortable. It, it's not that level, but there is some violence in this where you just go, ooh, because it's, okay. It's perpetrated by people you don't expect it from, too. So it's yeah, right. it's it's interesting. Yeah, I, I look forward to what you, you think okay. of this one because I like it. I'm very ready for it. Um, now- I do want to say next year I want to really recommend that we, the three of us, go and see the WTF shorts at the Melbourne International mm-hmm. Film okay. Festival. I loved it because every film is like they they make a shorts evening of watching films where WTF is the theme. So it's just, mm. there was a bit of horror, there's a bit of, but no matter what, all of it is like just it. a bit off the wall. It was great. I like it. Yeah, awesome. It's amazing to think we're only in October and this, mm-hmm. I mean, only second half of the year, but the horror that we've had so far this year has already been of such a high standard, so much great content, and there's more still to look forward to. Um, I want to mention three. One I'm going to mention really quickly technically already come out i just haven't seen it and we just talked about it i'm genuinely super super jazzed to watch sissy tonight yeah it's been on my list for a while so i'm I'm really jazzed to watch that um we also mentioned pearl that's on my list i'm super excited this is the prequel to x um pearl for those who don't know is the name of the old woman in x um so i'm really excited to see this prequel and understand like her story and 
where she came from and how she became unhinged. Um, and also, I obviously, I'm really excited for the new Halloween movie. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't expect it to be a great movie um, no. because I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think... Um, we, you know, we talked about franchises that that sometimes you know go off the go off the rails shit, a little shit bit. Shit the bed, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I don't I don't think that this this franchise has um has you know done its best work at the end of its life. However, yeah. there's it's still just I think it's just the um it's just the fun of it. You know, it's yeah. just like the nostalgia and the excitement of going to the cinemas and hearing that amazing score repeated and seeing my girl, Jamie Lee. I fucking love Jamie Lee Curtis and I will just, I will watch her take the trash out. Honestly, uh, I don't, I don't care what she does. I, um, I'll be completely honest. I almost hated Halloween uh, kills. It was awful. It was really, really bad. I still um, haven't seen it, and now should I watch it? Yeah. Um, Halloween yeah. Kills is the, hate, the hate sec- watch it. It's that's the second of the new trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Halloween Cause Ends I, is the one that's coming out. Because I quite liked the first, and I've forgotten what that one was. That was just Halloween. That yeah, was that was really Halloween. good. Yeah. Yeah, I quite liked great. the first. I have to admit, look, I didn't hate it, but I was a bit like, hmm. I had issues with the second but one. But Emma, Evil dies tonight. I know. Evil dies. <laughs> But yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I, I'm literally only watching it to make sure it ends. Honestly, oh, I'm, I, don't be like I, that. I really didn't like the second one. It really, I, I here's a one for you. I would rather watch Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie than Halloween oh. Kills ever again. Wow. Jesus. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't that bad. Oh, I very much disliked it. <laughs> I mean, look, it's Halloween. The score's amazing. It's got my girls. <laughs> the score is amazing. Not just my girl, but my girls, Jamie Lee and Kyle, who is my favourite housewife Kyle from Richards, Real Housewives yes. of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, and, and, and yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm going to go see it probably this Wednesday night. Um, not to tangent too much, but are you watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season? I'm not now you're talking horrible. I'm not, I'm not up to date. Okay. You know how there's that, have you seen that clip going around of Jamie Lee saying trauma, trauma, trauma repeatedly in interviews? It's literally no. someone's just made a clip this weekend of every time she says trauma in an interview because she doesn't say it quite right. And it's a lot. But um, maybe she's talking is, about trauma, like trauma. I'm just, like, well, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that the, the latest season, the season finale was like this week and the reunion start, like last week, the reunion starts this week. It's like, next level kyle's in for a role it's kathy versus her sister versus lisa rinna and the only oh, person that oh. loses is kyle it's really crazy anyway enough of that i i i yeah we can talk about that outside of this podcast we can i have i have been diving into a lot of tv which is making me happy so i'm actually looking forward to going back and like nope is one i need to watch and and just like quite a bit of what we've mm-hmm. talked about already i haven't had a chance to watch it so i'm gonna put that work in what about you shori the the biggest one for me is uh barbarian which is coming out oh, yeah. I think, towards the end of October. Um, I've heard amazing things about it, um, and but um, other than that, like it's it's pretty much all the stuff that keeps dropping on Shutter. So many of the originals have been really good. Um, mm. the Thank stuff God that for put streaming out services. Yeah. like seriously. Mm-hmm. And so you know, um, and I just we just keep watching the the stuff that comes out, and it's yeah. Um, like there's stuff like you know, like X was one I was really looking forward to. So Pearl is a mm. massive one. I can't wait to see yeah. that. Um, yeah. And now so that I know Barbarian's Maxine is one. coming. Yeah, like, and Maxine as well. Yeah, that's that's exciting as well because it. I love that. Well, anyway, I love how that movie ended. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for Maxine. I'm excited for Dean to watch X. Yes. Definitely. Oh, I am. I absolutely am. But I'll save these for a like wrap up of this this October's podcasting things where we can touch back on what we've watched already. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I mean, from a TV perspective, I'm ju- I've just got to say, like, I'm absolutely going to steer a little bit in the next podcast because we've got Werewolves by Night. That yes. Really. At the time we're recording came out last night. That was amazing. Interview with the Vampire is mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. I've, I've started the Chucky series and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I watch last night? Oh, I've restarted True Blood. I've just watched the first yes, season. Yes, never seen an episode. Oh, and you never will. But yeah. it's it's it's. Nah, we it's, talked about that before. It's not for but, me. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be dipping a bit more into the TV side of things. Mm-hmm. I I I recommend everyone watching Queer for Fear on. Um, it's great. 
Shutter. It's so good on Shutter. It's it's oh, brilliant because right. while I mean the narrative of queerness within horror films, look, we've heard it, it's it's not new. It's mm. still really interesting, but the way they craft it and the way they tell mm-hmm. it, and I mean, I was just excited. I want to watch more interviews with the director of Jennifer's Body. Um, I will yep. happily like just such good perspective and things that I like when she's talking about things, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I a hundred percent. That's the stuff I like. So yeah, I recommend like diving into that. What were you going to say, Shori? The other one that I forgot that is um, on Amazon is uh, my best friend's exorcism. Uh, it's oh, based I've on a book. Of that. Yeah. yeah. Based on a book by Grady Hendrix, who has written, uh, I'm currently reading uh, it's called the final girls support group about a bunch of girls who survived a bunch of slashes. So um, I'm really looking forward to watching that one when I get some time as well. Excellent. All right. Well, everyone, we hope you've enjoyed. We're back. Um, you know, not as crazy as we were last year, but I hope you've <laughs> still, enjoyed We're still as crazy. Return. Yeah, we're, we're still, still as crazy. As crazy. Yeah. The schedule's just not as crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and we will hear, well, you'll hear from us next time. Remember to follow us on social media at Pot of the Jammed on Twitter. What was that, Instagram? (laughs) And Podcast of the Jam on Instagram. Like, yeah, maybe I'll re-record this sounding more professional than I do now. (laughs) And um, let us know what you're watching this October, what you thought about the films that we have talked about today. But we want to know if you've got recommendations, what should we watch? Some more suggestions, always welcome. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I guarantee it's something Shori will already know about or will have already watched. (laughs) Definitely. Oh, and um, just just, oh, yeah. just for everybody out there, um, Slumber Party Massacre 2 still rules. Woo! <laughs> oh, dear. Never say There's die, no escaping it. There's that. no escaping I've watched, it. <laughs> I've watched it at least once since we recorded last time. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> live, your best, live your best life, Shuri. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.